0: Hello, and welcome to Runway Girl Network in Conversation, a deep dive into aviation and the passenger experience. I'm RGN deputy editor John Walton, and today I'm in conversation with UK-based aviation journalist Bernie Baldwin. Bernie, hello. Good morning. How are you? Uh, sweltering. Uh, it is uh, high summer here in uh, in central France, and I, I here it's
1: roughly similar in the UK. It is sweltering in London as well. Uh, you get the extra heat from the metropolis to add to the sunshine, uh, but it, it's all fine. But uh, deli- <laughs> delighted, delighted to join you.
0: Yes, well, hey, at least it wasn't like this when we were at Farnborough, um, which is the topic of our uh, of our show this week. We are talking about the passenger experience news from the Farnborough Air Show. With everything from new CRJ cabins to a new life for the A380, it was a great show for passenger experience this year. But first... Thanks to our sponsor. In Conversation is brought to you by Bolteron, a Simona company, purveyor of high-performance thermoplastics for tomorrow's aircraft interiors. As you draw the latch for your tray table, consider the texture and form of the tray, shaped specifically for your in-flight service convenience. That's Bolteron. Learn more at b-o-l-t-a-r-o-n dot Now, Bernie,
1: welcome to the podcast. It was
0: fab to see you at Farnborough this month. Uh, how how do, you, do you find the show?
1: um it it was really it was really great for me Folk, because uh I was good to be back in the thick of it having gone freelance in february last year i didn't manage to get a commission for Paris 2017, but with Farnborough short tra- train ride away, I I wasn't going to miss out this year, and I did get some writing in one of the dailies, so it all made it worthwhile. And um, I was impressed by the organisation of the event. Uh, I think they're just getting better and better. Uh, in a sense, the passenger experience for the show was was better with a, a new permanent hall, including the media centre there. So the organisers have uh, have done really well. But the thing is, of course, that they've now got to get, if they want, the big players from the commercial aviation OEMs back into those uh, conference rooms because n- n- they were nearly all holding their briefings in their own media chalets and pavilions uh, across the site which um, yeah it keeps us fit but um, uh, you know it, it, the uh, the situation with the with the new hall uh, I'm sure they will speak to p- people like that but hey it was a much better event than uh, than previous years and uh, organization is uh, is going really well there I'd say
0: yeah. well and and it didn't flood which was a great improvement on Farnborough 2016 only we sweat <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's kick off as we both started the show uh, on the Embraer E190 E2 the next generation regional jet um what did you think of our hour plus joy ride around the rather sun drenched english coast
1: well, the views are fantastic, but, um, in terms of, in terms of the aircraft, uh, I, I, had, I did have the pleasure of being on the first revenue flight at the end of April, uh, but I wanted to take a, a well, you, as you and I know, we take any opportunity to get in the air on an aircraft like that that's still brand new, really. And, um, I, the interior, no middle seat of course we know uh the the e, the e-jet series uh it's still sticking by that they've got the newer seats uh which i found really comfortable i'm sure i could mm. do three and a half to four hours in one of those no problem at all and i've i've got pretty long legs i'm and one of those shorter body longer legs and uh I, the the seat pitch at, at 30 even was was really nice and i would have been very comfortable for that in uh, for for quite some time. Um... Yeah,
0: um, absolutely. I mean, I I end up flying a fair number of, uh, of, sort of current generation E one E jets uh, around Europe. Um, if I'm heading into London City, it's almost always an E jet these days. Yeah. Um, and some of those, you know, um, I think particularly of the uh, of the the ones operated by Helvetic for Swiss. Mm-hmm. Um, that's got some relatively tight pitch on there. Um, and that can be a bit of a squeeze but at the same pitch these new um, seats from uh, zodiac aerospace's regional arm um are, are very comfortable um and of course as you say it's that it's that two two configuration which is great and they're wider seats you know they' these are sort of approaching 18 inches in in width um the, the the cabin the the elbow room happens in the right place in the cabin so you can get your elbows and your shoulders. Um, in against a sidewall it's it's a really comfortable really comfortable uh, ride and of course with with nice big windows which give you that sense of of, of space um, yeah. which is so important well um, yeah you know, you half, s- half the battles in the mind there
1: yeah you said it was um you know what a lovely morning we had to fly uh, and that the, the- the natural light is just so lovely to be in, and, and, and like you said, the windows just uh, let all that in, and it, and it makes it a very pleasant experience for the passenger. One of the yeah. other things, one of the other things I noticed though, um, uh, and of course, Embraer pushed this, uh, is the bins, they, uh, the the back, uh, the luggage uh, bins, and uh, it was interesting that uh, you know you you can they had one of those filled with three roller bags with their wheels in first and um i can actually report that um i remember the the widero uh cabin crew are, are now telling passengers on their aircraft that they can put their roller w- bags in wheels first rather than sideways here's a change you know and but they have to remind them because they, they weren't used to it on the q400s
0: yeah yeah absolutely you know it's it's a real change and it's a real positive change um absolutely you know, I banged on about the the, the overhead bin problem for for, for ages uh, because it, you know um, the things that passengers bring on board just don't match what what space is available. So you end up having to gate check, and of course, if um, if if a ground crew isn't up to uh, isn't on the ball, then you know you end up um, with all sorts of all sorts of messes on the tarmac as people are leaning out of the plane telling you to to gate check your bag. And so it's it's great to be able to do that. Um, we'll be coming back to bins uh, quite a bit this time round. Um, for those of you who are bin aficionados, uh, fear not. Uh, there are much, uh, much more bin news to, to, to come. Um, but in addition to the bins, what I what I really liked is that they're. Um, the, the, the scallop goes uh, all the way up so you don't bang your head on it as you go past, um, which for those of us who are, well, I'm, I'm, I'm 6'3", 190 centimetres. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, that's, a, that's a real concern for me sometimes. And that's, that, that's really good. Um, and of course, the whole cabin is just quieter as well, um, partly because of the work that Embraer themselves have done, but also partly because of the new efficient uh, Pratt & Whitney geared turbofan engines. Um, and and those, were, those were almost silent taking off. It was incredible. even Even for those of us behind the wing, yeah,
1: uh, in actual fact, I, I I did take a a, um, a video on on my uh, iPhone of the takeoff, and I was behind the wing too on the uh, on the port side, um, yeah. and it, I I've posted it on Twitter, which we can talk about where you find it later. But uh, I, mm-hmm. I anybody who looks me up will be able to look at that one and then compare it to uh, a, a video I took when I was sat. In front of the wing, on the takeoff uh from Tromso going back to Bergen on that first round trip uh of a commercial mm. service back in april so and and they are incredibly quiet in actual fact, one of the problems <laughs> one of the problems on on the demo flight compared to the previous one on the previous one it was it was commercial people were excited they were chatting away, so you can hear all this um uh, this chat going on in the background nothing from the engine of course it's just so quiet mm-hmm. the thing yeah. the thing was on, yeah. the, on the farm on the Farnborough demo flight they were all aviation journalists doing exactly the same thing so everything was quiet in the cabin anyway <laughs> it was quite funny, I was
0: transcribing my interview and one of the real problems with it was that there was another interview going on in two rows away and i was hearing both interviews at the same time <laughs> yeah. which was very useful in fairness but um, but yeah it was it's it's remarkable um and it's great to see this evolving from larger jets into smaller i mean 10 years ago we were talking about the same thing with the a380 i mean i remember when lufthansa introduced their a380 um the upstairs uh the back half of upstairs was business class so basically 100 uh, sloping uh, sleeper Recaro mm. uh, angle lined flat beds and what you ended up with, because Lufthansa hadn't put any monuments in that cabin right um we ended up with was the the best part of a hundred uh, German business travelers after a you know plate of maltaschen and a couple of Weispie <laughs> um snoring their way to wherever they were going um and because there was no sound deadening and no one had you know no, no one was used to needing to acoustically design cabins like that. Um, it was it was it, it was the the snoring express yeah um and so it's it's really interesting you know ten years later to see this going into smaller aircraft like um, the Airbus A two hundred and twenty formerly Bombardier C series which we'll talk about in a bit um, into the E two and uh, yeah it's 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 fantastic yeah um, I, it does it does bring its own sort of uh, new sets of cabin interior design challenges doesn't it
1: well it it does uh, I th- I think the other th- that, you know you mentioned that it gets so quiet that you, you certainly can't you certainly can't uh do any uh business any detailed business talk that you don't want anybody to hear like you could in cabins of old because <laughs> you, right. you so can almost into your, I, I you, say, your your business partners ear. <laughs> you can hear it you can hear it about 3 quarters of the way down the cabin at, at, at yeah. any any normal speech uh, level so uh, but uh, impressive aircraft um and, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, how they progress. But, uh, yeah. I know well, you, were... they've certainly
0: got a, a big order. Well, a big set of orders at this year's show.
1: Well, yes. Um, of course, the, the, the big bulk of that, um, the, the Republic MOU for a hundred firm Embraer 175s with a hundred options. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that was all E1 stuff, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's interesting, uh, that they, uh, that, they still have the option, even on their firm orders. Usually it's, it's a, it's a case of, oh yeah, we've got option, on the options, we've got, we've got the potential to switch. But this time, mm-hmm. even on the firm orders, there's the potential to switch to the E175, E2s in the contract. So yeah. uh, you can okay. see that they're, they're preparing, hoping for a scope clause change. But, um, yeah, it's a, a, a good number for them. And, and you mentioned Helvetic. That was a nice little order. I know it's only a, an LOI at the moment, but when, when Embraer and people stand up in front of things like that, they generally, uh, they generally end up being, uh, firm orders. Yeah. So 12, 12, E190 E2s, 12 purchase rights for Helvetic. Really good, uh, really good little order there. And, uh, yeah, uh, you never know. You might, you might be on a, an E190 E2 into London city uh in a few years time with. well I, I,
0: i'd be delighted um and you know and just to, just for a bit of background for this one familiar with with the scope clause situation and um, that's a a united states specific uh restriction on the number size uh, number cabin size in terms of the number of passengers and weight of regional aircraft that are being operated for um, for other airlines, so it's the the Republic operating for well um, everyone, <laughs> yeah, pretty much everyone. Yeah, they do. Um, they
1: do American. They do Delta. They do United. Um
0: yeah, it's your yeah, American Eagle, uh, Delta Connection, United Express kind absolutely. of absolutely.
1: Um, which,
0: but, which you know, is great. I was, I was watching. Um, uh, our friend Jonathan Koo on Twitter, um, looking at a flight, um, and it was it was I think it was like Chicago to the US West Coast, which is the best part of four four and a half hours. Mm. And It was on an E one seventy five, and he was like, "Oh God, I don't want to fly on a tiny plane like that." And literally, all of our friends who who were you know who either work in the industry or a, or a, you know well informed yeah. uh, aficionados um, were like, "No, no, no, that is possibly the best way to get trans- uh, transcontinental because you've got." um you know they've got two two seating big wide seats big windows um and frankly and not a lot of people on the plane
1: yeah a, a few years ago um we did um on, way, on the way back from the regional airline association annual convention uh in um minneapolis we flew minneapolis to newark on a uh on a, a, a 175 which was operated by republic <coughs> and um my colleague said it was the best flight she'd ever been on. It was so comfortable. She was a bit tired. She, she nodded off, but she said it was so smooth and the, the cabin was so lovely. So yeah, they've, they've got a, a lot of fans over in the States, uh, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, I must say the, uh, I, I look forward to the, to the E2, uh, looking at the, the, the premium cabin because, mm. um, although the, the demo aircraft didn't have, uh, any sign of it on? We, you and I, have both seen the the staggered seat situation in the uh, in the mockups of the past, and that that's going to be interesting when when they put it on the aircraft. I'm hoping it gets on a demo aircraft fairly soon.
0: Well, and, and you know, Bernie, it will. Um, this is the, uh, the the staggered cabin that won the 2015 Crystal Cabin Award um, under the Industrial Design and Visionary Concepts section. Um, and it's a staggered 2-2 configuration with a pitch of around 50-52 inches. Um, and I was talking to um, Daniel Gallardo-Gomez of Avembraire, uh, of mm-hmm. who, um, who whipped out his phone and showed me some WhatsApp pictures of the, those staggered seats um just running off the production line, you know, on, on pallets and uh, and ready to be installed in things. Oh right. So that's fantastic. Um of course Kuwait's uh Watania Airways uh, had an order for for those, including the um the staggers up front. Yes, yes. Um so Looking so yeah, little... I mean that's it's it's great to see that. It's great to see um more uh innovation at the pointy end of of these smaller jets.
1: Well yeah. Um they uh, i mean the the thing being it, that staggered uh, seat looks to be a win-win for both the airline and the passenger because you got mm. s- you've got space for the passenger to whatever pitch the airline wishes to offer um obviously that's their choice but you've also got the flexibility for the airline with the seat rails and the passenger service unit's not needing to be uh hauled out they can just slide them up and down and and reconfigure um and say they want to just halve the amount of business seats uh at at any one time in in the in the program uh moving from a summer program to a winter program or whatever it's not going to be a a really uh Big job in terms of pulling out seats and they just slide them around, put some put some more uh, economy seats in, and there you go. Mm. It's it's a it's a win win as I say. And so uh, yeah. but well done, yeah, w- well done, Watania, of uh, for being uh, the first customer to actually stand up and say we are going to take these. So uh, mm. we'll look forward yeah. to to doing that on their on their one nine five e twos.
0: Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, staying in the regional space and, and the premium end of, of, of smaller aircraft, um, Bombardier brought its latest CRJ, um, which is the new Atmosphère cabin. Um, yeah, you mustn't and, forget that grave uh, accent there. You mustn't forget. Well, that. absolutely. Otherwise, you don't know it's French Canadian. <laughs> um, and yeah, was, I, I, I thought that was very interesting um my t- my my take on it was, was and i and i wrote this for for my upfront column at, at, on Girl network um lovely new cabin shame about those old delta seats which are exactly the same delta seats we've been seeing for ages mm. <laughs> um you know the cabin itself is brilliant um you know it's 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 spacious again we've got these new bigger bins um that you can actually put um in 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 some ways, you can put the uh, the big wheelie bags in wheels first and that's a, that's a, up front in the in the the sort of business or first class cabin, depending on where you are, um, which is a one two configuration. Yeah. And What they've done is they've moved the aisle over, um, so it's closer to the one, uh, and they've taken out the overhead bin from the one and instead made a bigger bin over the two, and that means that in in in, in the premium cabin you can get the bin the the
1: the roller bags, bags the
0: bin wheels first. Yeah. Um, and that's which is fantastic. Now further back, you can put the the, the same size bag in sideways, um, which is again an improvement. Um, you know, I um, my my home airport here, Lyon, is infested with CRJs, um, and you know th- th- you always have to check anything larger than a than a handbag, mm. um, and so it's fantastic to see that. Um, that's actually
1: going to be an option for people. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. with with no re-engineering on the on the CRJ uh, being planned, Bombardier really had to respond to the competition because we like we've just spoken about the. I mean, even the uh, Embraers have got uh, the E1s have had bigger bins, but with the E2 coming in, the Bombardier really had to respond. Um, especially as sales uh, of the CRJs has really only been coming through for one model ahead of everything else and that's the CRJ900 so uh, mm-hmm. which yeah. delta are taking of course but um, on the interior uh, everyone i spoke to after they'd been uh, spent time on board was thoroughly impressed with the way in which the real estate had been used you know it's not it's not a, a new there's no uh, extra uh, space in the, well there's no extra uh, overall tube space so making better use of it um, most people have applauded that uh, really really well so uh, and yeah. do, it's including options
0: for a new uh, larger laboratory for passengers with reduced mobility uh, th- uh, which is a fantastic uh, option up there you know you, so you, important you end up in a situation with um, you know you're you're flying a, on these um, new 737s with the new mini lavs and there's no way someone who has mobility restrictions can use those um, so it's great to see regional jets leading the way here and hopefully that will flow upwards as, as it were uh, into <laughs> into in, into the main line um,
1: Because,
0: well, yeah that, that it is important it's um, extremely yeah.
1: important um you know we, we see we look at look at what happened with uh, the 2012 london Paralympics how uh, I, I know there's more people who are uh, who have reduced mobility than than those who end up being great athletes but it brought uh, a different appreciation a different um a different level of recognition of what people have to go through to travel you know you, yeah. you've got international athletes uh of various uh stages of reduced mobility having to travel into london um and and it's it's happening more and more and that people are are really realizing that you cannot uh, just leave a couple of seats up front and, and do a little thing uh, to, to help them on board. You've got to help them be, uh, equal, simple. Yeah. Equal. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. so it's very important indeed. Um, yeah. and I think yeah. Bombardier, uh, Embraer, um, uh, Bombardier struck Airbus they, with the, with the A220. They've done a fantastic job in in thinking about these things on, on the P, yeah. the PRM lavatories, um, yeah. and I, I really and
0: designing it into the cabin from the first point. Absolutely, which I think uh, that's the key. Yeah, um, and and absolutely, they they're to be applauded for that. Um, moving on to the A two hundred and twenty, the artist formerly known as the Bombardier C series, <laughs> um, I. I it, do you know it was the strangest cognitive disconnect walking up to the, to that plane? Which you know I've flown on a lot of the C series. I've covered it a lot as the C series. To see it in that Airbus house livery, very strange, Bernie. I don't know about you. Um, I
1: kind of I've got to admit I I kind of glanced towards it as I as I was just coming uh, out of the halls and heading down to one of the pavilions uh, across the uh, across the front end of the the site. And I kind of glanced across and oh, that, that's an Airbus tail uh, with Airbus house livery. And I i didn't think twice. And only as I, oh, oh hang on a minute, that's the A220. It was, it was a, yeah. I had to do a double take. Um, it was only kind of as I got head on and recognised the shape, um, because it is, it is a beautiful looking aircraft. Uh, mm, it really fantastic. is. Um, fantastic. And a, a lovely, front on and the wings are, are just fantastic so and a great
0: cabin of course oh you yeah know, i mean that 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 those 18 inch wide seats and the window and aisle and that 19 inch wide middle seat
1: well is, that was it's oh it's great well this is it. It, it uh a bit of thought you know it doesn't take it doesn't take too much when you when you and of course they were desi- when it when it came about they were designing from the clean sheet and uh I, I've always thought it would be a, a, a really good aircraft, um, and of course, nobody said it isn't a good aircraft. But there's just been this this thing about will we invest in it? It's it's totally brand brand new um, uh, brand new technology, um, new materials, uh, uh, new engines. Of course, um, mm-hmm. so it, it's lovely to see it going to be pushed like it really should be. And of course, you know we got. Uh, it, we got the uh, the JetBlue order just before Farmborough, and the Project Moxie at Farmborough, swelling the commitments by two hundred and forty. Uh, yeah. which, you know, that that's a, that's quite a jump. Um, Absolutely,
0: you know, and, and look, um, two orders from airlines founded by David Eilamman, who has a something of a Midas touch. Um, with, with airlines is that's, that's a really good recommendation for the product, isn't
1: it? It is. Um, I'm intrigued about the, uh, the, the project Moxie that, uh, Mr. Nealerman is working on because, you know, setting up an airline based on the A22300, really, really interesting. And although it's due to mm. start in 2021, you, it makes you wonder what somebody like Southwest, which still has a large number of 737 700s, um, and is due to take a modest amount of 737 MAX sevens. Uh, it makes you wonder ha- how much attention they will be paying to this, uh, to this new project of Mr. Nealman. It's, yeah. it's an interesting one because, and, and then of course you, you what are the, what are the majors going to think about this? Because, right. because they, they recognize that there there is a position in their fleet. Delta, of course, has gone there already with CS100, uh, well, I say CS100s, A22100s. Um, so, uh, how will they respond? That's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really interesting. Of course, the other thing is, uh, we, we need to find out, uh, as soon as we can, uh, any one of us, what, uh, what sort of configuration, uh, Moxie is gonna put the, uh, 22300s in, uh, a front end cabin, uh, like the economy pitch and things like that. It's going to be mm-hmm. very, very interesting because, uh, yeah, they, they, I mean, he did. He's done well with Azul. He's done well with JetBlue. Um, he was even involved in setting up WestJet all those years ago, and they're still mm-hmm. they're still doing quite nicely. Yeah. But um, um,
0: re- revitalising tap uh, air Portugal as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. But Airbus, like Bombardier before, did have the benefit of Farnborough Uh, Of a of a customer who has the uh, 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 the customer aircraft was there with the airline CEO and other execs in the shape of Air Baltic, speaking glowingly about the the Dash three hundred and their own their own Air Air Baltic's own order book for the aircraft just keeps growing. Mm -hmm. Um, They're looking to they're looking to just have a complete fleet of those. Not even do the one hundred to go into smaller places in in and around the. the the Scandinavian countries, so uh, yep. very confident in it there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and 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 all power to them. You know, the uh, the three uh, the three Baltic states have have had trouble getting getting and keeping airlines. So it's great to see a Baltic going from strength to strength. Mm. Um, really innovative, innovative little carrier, and um, you know it gets a lot of uh, a lot of press for its size, and I think that's that's good news for the for the A220 and, and good news for the programme. Absolutely. Um, um,
1: bless Martin so, Gauss, he's a, he's a very good salesman yeah. for, for the for the uh, aircraft itself.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, turning uh, to our last regional jet, uh, the MRJ, um, our, our plucky little aircraft, um, another beautiful-looking aircraft. Indeed. Yes, it's pointy. Um, it's it's, it's, you know, it's
1: really
0: very sleek, elegant. isn't it? Mm, it is, it is. Um, which of course had a little bit of a a ding at uh, at the airshow um, after the first day of flying. Uh, a pushback truck uh, dinged the radome, and so they had to cancel their second day of flying. Um, but they told me that they repaired the radome, which is of course a bit of a um, always a plus to say yes, look, look how robust our aircraft is, and uh, and and got it flying. Yeah. Um, and for me, I like the aircraft. Um, it's been delayed, obviously. Um, they need to do some more work on the cabin because the cabin is now. Uh, a few years out of date, but it's another Paxex positive in this seventy to ninety seater market for me. Um, you know, a spacious two two cabin, roughly the size of the Embraer. Um, you know, it's it's got larger bins and so on. Um, but uh, and it's great to see that you know in their program update from from uh, Alex oh, Bremi okay. and uh, Hugo Fukada. Um they uh they were, you know, saying that there's they're they're getting back on track with the programme. Um, you know, they're they're resourcing themselves up and uh and they're they're looking up new new orders, but um
1: yeah, I think be good
0: to see be good to see that little plane uh, flying for someone. Yeah,
1: it was nice also to see the uh, the uh, uh, one of the uh, major exe- top executives from A and A come over and and give it some support as well as because you know they're going to be putting it into service in a couple of years' time as launch customer. Yeah, but that absolutely. that ramp that ramping was so unfortunate for them. It's taken so long to get it to a into a major airshow flying display, and then to have that after your first flight, you just can't legislate for that. But, <laughs> no, you can't. But you um, can. on the on the uh interior uh i agree with you um they've worked very hard from the start to make it quiet inside and out uh and we've all seen the mock-ups over the years uh the strong efforts they've put into making it a very comfortable cabin as you say they, they might because of the delays they might need to tweak that uh, but they've a little bit of time to, to do that not too much but uh it, it it should come out okay um and although it's not entering service for another couple of years they for me they do need to start uh, demo flights as soon as possible because uh oh and and in particular at next year's paris air show because there's nothing yeah. there's nothing that convinces people more than actually getting on the thing and really getting a feel for it um yeah. it's uh and I, I i i applaud them for for yeah you said plucky earlier It's they really they really believe in it um it's going to be late but uh, i think it's going to be a a a good quality aircraft and I was interested also uh, you mentioned uh, Alex Bellamy and Yugo Fukuhara uh, in their presentations there was a lot more chat about the MRJ-72 as well not it isn't an MRJ-72 it's an MRJ-70 as well Um, this is going to be crucial for them because in the US again there's this scope clause and if the MRJ-90 and the Embraer 175E2 get locked out, not because of the number of seats they have, but because of their weight, uh, by the scope clause of the major airlines, then the fleet competitions in the early part of the next decade, when what's left of the 50-seaters are moved on from US regional fleets and carriers, which uh, are looking to upsize, there will ostensibly be the CRJ-900, and that, this year, uh, celebrated 15 years since its first delivery, uh, in february 2003 and there would be that against the mrj 70 now mm-hmm. different generations and you'd have to say if you were looking at it you'd you'd, you'd got to say the mrj 70 would be in a good position there so it's going to be crucial for them to to follow up the the, the mrj 90 entry into service with a quick or as quick as they can get that mrj 70 uh out there as well so yeah a, interesting program i hope they i hope they do well i mean we we all these programs there's a lot of very very fine people in the background working so hard to deliver a quality aeroplane we sometimes forget that
0: oh absolutely absolutely um and uh, and yeah you know mrj is 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 one of those really interesting um interesting interesting programs interesting uh interesting organizations um you know i got into their um their nagoya facility uh, a couple of years ago mm. I and mean, it was really really great to see um them sort of, you know starting to open up and uh, and you know, engage with international media and sort of really sort of begin to understand how um how how that part of the industry works mm, I believe um, they're great.
1: thinking of uh, inviting media again this autumn to 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 yeah. see the the uh, production lines and things yeah. so that I hope I could make that. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, uh, do hit me up for uh, for Nage
0: recommendations. It's one of my one of my favourite cities. Um, someone once said it was the most boring city in Japan, and I could not disagree more. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my faves. It's it's, it's there's some great museums there. Uh, there are some fantastic gardens. Um, it's on a rail crossroads, and uh, and the food scene is amazing. So yeah, absolutely. Well,
1: I, I, um, I've had forty eight hours there. That's it. <laughs> 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 that was for the rollout. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Um, So, um, let's go slightly larger with the A330 Neo. Um, This was the first time I was in the cabin of the the, uh, Tap Air Portugal uh, flying testbed, as it were. It's the the one that's been doing the Mm -hmm. route-proving tours. Um, The cabin looks great. Um, And uh, I learned that Airbus are... After um, you know, introducing the, uh, the the business class cabin, the, the, the New Recaro CL sixty seven tens, they're actually going to be taking all the ones from the route proving out and putting in uh, newer models because um, this won't be the first aircraft delivered to Tap Air Portugal. Oh right, um, it'll be it'll be the second or third or something mm-hmm. um, because they want to they, they want to spruce up the cabin. They want to make sure that it's um, you know it's it's the same uh, the same quality as the as the as the later models. Yeah. Um, but from a passenger experience viewpoint, of course, um, this, that's a really interesting way to do it um, because, you know, whenever there's a, there's a new seat, the first few models are always a bit rickety um, <laughs> or, or more than the first few in some <clears throat> well-publicized recent cases. Um, but the, uh, but it's, 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 it's very helpful, I think, for, uh, for the airline and for the airframe to say, oh, no, no, we know these ones are a bit, are a bit duff. Um but yeah, we'll be taking them off and putting them back on, right? It, mm. it avoids a little bit of the of the, you know, frankly well there's a criticism um for the seats not not quite uh winning the universal acclaim that perhaps everybody hoped. Yeah. Um and and again that airspace cabin looks great. Um it's that whole bigger bins, uh that are higher up, more out of your head, uh revamped overheads and uh you know new cabins new windows all, all well, that well this is a, it's, it's it it's very interesting
1: that all these cabins that have put uh, bigger bins in they've uh, the Embraer, the the airbus they've they've managed to increase maintain the um, the natural light by bringing in the bigger windows so uh, the feel they've, they've they've taken some space in terms of putting the bigger bin in and yet you still feel that there it's a nice light uh, cabin that feels you're re- relaxing. You don't. You don't feel. Yeah. You don't feel as though this this change of size in the bin has encroached into your personal space uh, as much. And I think that's yeah. that's great design by by all the teams on all the programs. Yeah. I think Absolutely. very well done. And in
0: fact, the, the interesting thing about the a 330 near is they haven't really changed the size of the window at all. They just changed the size of the framing around it. Um, so it's just that perception that the window is bigger. Um, and 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 the fact that you know less, there's less shrouding around it, so it does let in more light. Mm. I mean, it's 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 brilliant, absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah. Um. And and
0: yeah. It's and an that's, aircraft that's... I've always
1: liked. Um, mm. Clearly, there's yeah. been engine problems, but it, it you know its predecessor has been a solid seller over 25 years. Yeah. And they yeah. did pick up the uh, additional 34 uh, orders from AirAsia X, uh, so they they can't, with, um, they can't have been too happy with. Yeah. Can't have been too unhappy with that.
0: Well, and, and Airbus was, you know, um, uh, uh, well, AirAsia was uh, playing A versus B there, and you know, saying they might end up taking some seven eight sevens, and uh, um, we 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 quizzed the uh, the executives from from AirAsia X quite uh, quite strongly of that, and they you know, it was obviously a bit of a, um, a bit of a corporate. Uh, not not corporate game playing, but it's just how the games played. Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, so yes, yeah, so that that um, that's great. You know, it's great to see the the A330. New. Obviously, that's something that's going to be. There's a big uh, set of A330, uh, A330 current generation the A330 CEOs that will need to be replaced because those aircraft are getting on in years. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's 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 great. It's a it's a that's another Paxex positive, right? Yeah, a, uh, I think A330 with... cabin for most people, <laughs> obviously, AirAsia will be the high density. Nine abreast with its mirror seating. Um, It'll be but, interesting uh, to
1: see what they do on that a little bit because, uh, particularly if there's hmm. talk, because there has been talk about um, the uh, AirAsia X returning to Europe because with the slightly longer range of the the three thirty Neo, and if you come in that sort of distance, uh, I wonder how how well they'll. Uh, you know what sort of seating they'll have for that if they're going to still stick with what they have, shall we say, within their eight-hour radius of their in their home market, which they've they've been flying. That's the you know the bulk of their flying, but the yeah. the longer ones. Yeah. I wonder if they'll have anything slightly different when uh, if they're returning to Europe. I say return to Europe. I hasten to say not to the UK because we might we might not even have a you know um, uh, a a flight agreement with with Malaysia by that time. It, <laughs> it <laughs> right. breaks a yeah. breath. Of, Brexit taking us away from that, you never know, you just never know. Well
0: exactly, exactly. Um, and, and then also of course in Southeast Asia, um, those ex-Singapore Airlines uh, A380s, the first one to go to Highfly, uh, landed with its beautiful uh, livery raising awareness for uh, the coral reefs, Absolutely. and this is the uh, Highfly, the Portuguese wet lease specialist, um, which just after the show announced that it had placed that aircraft with its first customer which will be, and I quote, uh, an undisclosed, well-established European carrier. Mm. Um, so, uh, watch this space for exactly who. <laughs> I have no um, clue who
1: that might be. I've got to admit. Well,
0: no. Well, so I, I talked to their to their CEO Paolo Mirpuri about this, and um, the, the the plan is basically he's well, you, got one of two markets. One is a, an airline that wants to boost capacity over peak periods like the, the Northern Hemisphere summer, and the other one is an airline that wants to uh, that that needs to replace one e three at a time while it goes through its maintenance. Cycles. Absolutely. Um, The the former obviously uh, is is a little bit easier of a sell. The second one, the problem is that these seats, that these aircraft are. You know that Singapore Airlines spec is excellent and better than most A380s operated by most other airlines. <laughs> um, so it will be one that if you can figure out how to book it, if it's replacing something else on your airline, uh, you probably want to. Uh, yeah, you know, it's cool. got those um, Singapore Airlines first-generation suites, which are still a delightful first-class product, among the best in the sky. Um, business class, it's got, well, for the next couple of years at least, it's got those Quito, uh fully flat beds, um, which are uh, of course, they, they're covered by the uh, special arrangements under the Airworthiness Directive. Mm. After um, disgraced seat maker koito as we as we now call it, uh, was falsifying its uh, its safety data. Yeah. Um, but and, and that that exemption for for that one particular seat uh, runs out in a couple of years, so they will need to put something else on there. Yeah, um, I did fly the A three hundred and
1: eighty with with Singapore mm-hmm. Airlines uh, uh, in economy, but perfectly fine flight. Uh, a lovely a lovely aircraft for, you know in, in terms of an economy passenger experience yeah I, I but in all honesty I, I've never had a, a poor experience flying with Singapore Airlines
0: no no that, they have that they have that reputation don't they mm. um and no I, I agree with you the, the, the there's been a couple of the regional seats which I've not been a huge fan of mm. um, but the airline is you know, on the whole an, an excellent um, an excellent operator just going back um, to high so fly though I think yeah. it's
1: going to be interesting to see you mentioned uh, various carriers wanting uh, to have some extra capacity at certain times of the year. It'd be interesting to see how, if they yo yo between the northern hemisphere summer and the southern hemisphere summer. Uh, because, I mean, some aircraft, uh, do, do do that already. You know, they get wet, oh, at yeah, least in the, uh, in, into Europe and then they're suddenly down. Uh, mm-hmm. In uh, South America or in Australasia, and uh, yeah. I'll be interested to see, see how this works.
0: Transavia seven three flitting all over the place and, and <laughs> popping up in, in places you don't
1: expect. That's right. That's right. So uh, I, I wish them yeah. well with it because uh, it's it's taking on it's taking on a a, a real challenge. Um, but they obviously believe in in the product that they'll bring, uh, and I think uh, like you say, the configuration. Uh, the old SQ, is uh, is a good one to start with.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, on that note, I think that's it for today's conversation. Uh, we certainly hope you enjoyed it, listeners, and we're always keen to find out what you think. Please feel free to email me at john at runwaygirlnetwork.com with any suggestions. Thanks to our guest, too, Bernie Baldwin. Bernie, where can our listeners find you?
1: Oh, very simple. Uh, on Twitter, my handle is at Bernie Baldwin, all one string. I'm on LinkedIn, just under my own name there. And I can be emailed at bernie at baldwineditorial.com.
0: Super. And as ever, you can find me on Twitter at That John, everything from RGN on Twitter at runwaygirl, and of course at runwaygirlnetwork.com. If you're enjoying these conversations, listeners, please do leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for listening.